This is the Workin' With series, presented by your host, Hayley Sudbury. Listen in each month to find out who we're working with. Hayley sits down with some of the world's most exciting leaders and entrepreneurs to chat about the companies they love, their definition of success, and the real secret behind it all, their superpower. So I'm here today with Linda Finley-Kozlowski, who is the COO of Etsy. I had the pleasure of meeting her in Canada at the Cybos conference, where she was definitely bringing a diverse opinion and exciting presentation. So it was lovely to meet her there. Naturally, I thought she was a fit for this show and had some great insights to share with our listeners. So welcome, Linda. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. It was wonderful to meet you at the show as well. So, Linda, why don't you uh, give us a little bit of background on Etsy? So, Etsy is about a 12-year-old company, and essentially it started as, as a marketplace for artists who are really making all of their own goods and unleashing their creative talent on the world to be able to sell and don't with minimum cost impact. So, what they were able to do is, is take something that was a hobby, and they could either continue it as a hobby and continue to build on that and, and maybe turn it into a business or just leave it as a hobby and, and have a creative outlet. So Etsy's been a, a long-running marketplace and, and sort of an advocate for the artisan community in helping to, um, to think about buying things that are a bit more human and have a bit more connection to somebody who actually made them as opposed to having everything be so mass-produced. And I mean, you have an impressive background from Alibaba to Evernote. I mean, I, I looked at your background and thought, oh my God, could you come and work with us? You'd just be ab- ab- absolutely amazing. What was it that attracted you to uh, the position with Etsy? Well, in all honesty, it's kind of a dream job because you're, you're combining several things that are really important to me personally, and you can see a bit in my background. One is I do love marketplace models. I think they're they're really incredible models and particularly a really interesting platform to allow people to work the way that they want to work and live life the way that they want to live life. So um, so those two things are, are really important to me, but also supporting small businesses, micro entrepreneurs, that's incredibly important to me because for me it's really about how can I actually create an environment where it's not just about large companies um, thriving, it's actually about all types of companies uh, thriving and surviving. And Alibaba was a supporter of, of small businesses. Evernote, a lot of our, our, our um, users were entrepreneurs and small businesses. And of course, Etsy is really the penultimate way that you can combine that platform mentality, the support for small businesses um, or micro businesses in this case, and you get the bonus of really being within such a creative community that is inspiring every day. Like I wake up every day knowing that if I can help sellers that have this creative bend um, get more of their products visible in the world, then you know that's that really has a lot of meaning for me. So it's kind of a dream job because it combines all of those things together in in one of the most incredible global brands that that exists today. So in the tech industry, there's a great deal of talk about entrepreneurs and their stories. As an e-commerce platform, Etsy has positioned itself to support millions of micro entrepreneurs. As the COO, what have you observed about the entrepreneurs and the companies you've worked with? What 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 do they need to, to thrive? Well, let's talk about a few different things. So first of all, from the idea of tech entrepreneurs, it's really about focus and making sure that you, you're clear on what you're trying to achieve. I think it's very easy in the tech industry to get distracted 
and to add a bunch of things that don't really uh, fit into your area of focus. And this is something that Etsy has been building a muscle at because it's really for us about supporting our sellers and connecting to you know buyers who want to buy their goods around the world. And that's really what we're here to do. And um, so that's kind of number one. It's very, very important to remain uh, focused on who your audience is and what you're trying to do for them. And that's one of the things that I love about the Etsy business model is we don't actually have any success unless our sellers have success. So it's very aligned and I love that. So that's one thing that I think I've learned a lot about with entrepreneurship across the tech industry. Uh, but the second thing that I've learned is really about the type of entrepreneurs that, that use Etsy as a platform. So I think people think a lot about entrepreneurs and when you talk about small businesses, you're talking about companies that are say, you know, up to 500 people depending on who defines them. But what Etsy actually really focuses on is the concept of a micro entrepreneur. And those are very different, have very specific needs than, um, than other types of entrepreneurs. And for us, you know, more than 77% of our, our sellers are actually individuals working from their homes. So these, they, they have very specific needs and that they need us to take a lot of the burden of the business off of them so that they can just focus on making more products. And I think if you lump them in with the idea of just a small business or even a medium business, then you're not necessarily serving their needs the best. Um, and you're not building the community that you have with something like Etsy that really helps support micro entrepreneurs. So I think what I've learned the most on, on that front is there's more than one type of entrepreneur and don't sort of think of them all in one big lump. Um, you really need to be a lot more distinctive about it. And as part of what we focused on doing of making it very easy for those micro businesses to actually start a business. You know, all you really need is 20 cents and an idea and you can actually start selling Whereas a lot of other platforms that are made for smaller medium businesses might be a lot more complicated. Um, so I think, I think that's a key part of it. And then another part of it is we built a platform that builds a community for people who are really passionate about their business. That's something that micro entrepreneurs are slightly different than, than say some of the other um, entrepreneurs you might see. It's really their lifeblood because as an individual, it's kind of the, the main thing that they're doing. And they want a community of like-minded people around them. So we try to foster that with our team structure as well. What difference do you think it makes to have more women in leadership positions at companies? I think it makes an extreme difference in the fact that, and it's not just women, you know, it's you know, any kind of racial um, thought diversity, gender diversity, et cetera. All of this is important for bringing well-rounded uh, decision-making and thoughts and opinions to a, a company or a business. It's important for us specifically that Etsy be a place where women can thrive, and and that's partially because that's what our seller base is. So more than our more than eighty percent of our seller base are women. So we want to make sure that we're having the right decision making diversity in order to best serve them. Um, but we also believe that in general, fostering a diverse and inclusive workplace makes us more relevant. It makes us more competitive, and it also makes us more resilient as a company. Um, but again, it's not just about women. We want to welcome people from all backgrounds, ethnicities, cultures, experiences, gender diversities, etc., to open up those new perspectives and ideas. And we think that's part of what drives our business forward. How can supporting entrepreneurship address gender inequality as a, a global challenge? Well, I think that entrepreneurs are, that's, it's a really interesting sort of vehicle and channel to actually create diversity. If you think about it, entrepreneurship really is something that lets people start and run businesses on their own terms. And that's something that lends itself to diversity. So where you come from, et cetera, 
you know, obviously that matters in the opportunities that you get. And we want to level the playing field by making entrepreneurship a path for anybody to actually start a business. And we, the way that we do that specifically is it's really around human connection and creativity. So those humans, and it can be any type of human, and that drives more creativity. For, so for us, it's really just a perfect match. Um, but in real life terms, this is really about being able to say, pay the bills and spend time with your family and make your own schedule while you're doing something that you're actually passionate about. And this is, this is a growing desire. You know, in, in, across, the Europe, or across Europe and the U.S., you're already seeing millennials, more than 45% of millennials are saying they want to pursue independent work in the future. You know, they want to work on their own terms and they want to live on their own terms. And that's really a critical, um, critical, you know, growth wave that a lot of companies should be thinking about and following and how they can actually create opportunities for those types of workers. What didn't you know when you started out on your career path and how would you do things differently now? You know, I think what I didn't know when I started out on my career path is that I think I had the assumption, like a lot of other people do, that everybody in business basically knew all the answers before they got it. You know, they, they sort of came out of school, just popped out brilliant and ready to run everything, and, and you could learn all of those answers from textbooks. And the reality is you can't. And there's nothing that really beats real life experience. And a lot of the challenges that that face us not only every day in work, but every day in life. And those are the learning experiences. And I think that's something that you really see come to life in our user base as well. When you talk about people that might have had one type of career and have decided that their passion lies in another area and they're just taking that chance and they're going out and doing it, even though maybe they were ever taught, you know, how to run a business, now they're able to do so because there's so much technology out there that allows them to actually take what they know and apply it um, in a very relevant way. And Etsy is one of those platforms that, that lets people do that. So I think there's a lot of fear about either starting your own business or making a career change that frankly is just, um, just unfounded because not everyone has all the answers. And as a matter of fact, most people don't. And the only way you get them is to take that chance and, and learn and frankly, listen, you know, listen to your colleagues, listen to your customers and make a few mistakes, but develop new things that win. Turns out no one has the answers. I love it. The answers, yeah. So who was it that championed you along the way? I've actually had a lot of different champions along the way. I mean, early on, it was definitely my parents. My parents always pushed me to do things that were not necessarily comfortable. We traveled a lot when I was younger. And um, they always challenged me in any, any circumstance. Whenever I asked a question to them, they would ask me how I would actually answer that question or how I would find the answer to that question. So rather than just giving me the answer, it was always a challenge of how do you critically think about what this, this problem is? And, um, and definitely I was not raised in a, in a, a household that felt that there were any barriers to anyone from achieving whatever they wanted to achieve. So it didn't even occur to me that because I was female, I couldn't or shouldn't be doing something. Um, so that was probably the very early start. But I have to say I've been very lucky along the way to work with a lot of really inspiring and creative people of, frankly, all genders, all races, that continued that open-minded approach to how I could think about not only my role as a woman, but frankly, even career changes and and big leaps, and very, very encourage you know, very, very encouraging network of mentors, 
And a lot of that came from the fact that I did actually seek out mentors. I looked for people to inspire me. And I think that's one of the key things that's been important in my career is I like to be surrounded by people that inspire me. I've always chosen my roles based on what I can learn and and am I passionate about what the company and the product is, Um, not based on a salary or based on, you know, uh, something more material. It's really based on, can I wake up every morning and say, I, I'm really excited about who I'm helping today. And that's, uh, that's put me in the position to be in contact with a lot of really incredible mentors over, over the years. If I came to work for you tomorrow, what would be the first thing I'd notice about how you do things differently at Etsy? So I'll give you both Etsy and then I'll give you myself specifically. So One of the things that I think is very, very different about Etsy is Etsy is probably one of the most empathetic and um, really, really open companies I've ever, uh, ever encountered in my life. And what I mean by that is there's a strong desire to create an environment here that really supports the growth of people who wouldn't necessarily fit into a normal structure or a system. And what I mean by that are things like micro entrepreneurs, where a lot of you know, I talked about this at, at Cybos, you know, a lot of larger companies and banks don't necessarily want to work with these tiny, tiny companies because they don't feel it's worthwhile. But yet some of the biggest uh, economic opportunity is created by micro entrepreneurship. So people who are really looking to support areas and create opportunities for people that wouldn't necessarily have those opportunities. So you find a very open, inclusive workplace here that really thinks very carefully about what we do to support um, all types of communities. And then for me uh, specifically, I believe very much that you can be a successful business and also be a very values aligned and thoughtful business. And so when we talk, when we talk through decisions here, we need to move fast. We need to build something that's going to create business impact, but we're going to do it in a long-term sustainable way that makes sure that we're not creating something that is going to hurt us in the long run. And so we're very thoughtful about those decisions. So in working with me personally, there's a lot of discussion around, okay, is this the right thing to do? Is this the right move to do right now? And how can we actually make sure that this is going to long-term support our sellers? And a lot of that I do, I do challenge my team to make those decisions. I like to actually put a lot of that ability and ownership and autonomy on them because they're close to the customers and they know what's needed. Who do you pick up the phone to when things get tough? Oh, that's a really good question. You know, there's a couple of different areas. I do actually have a coach that uh, that I work with. It's a great sounding board, which I think is important to think about. All of us are very, we can, we can swing either one way or another. And by the way, both can happen in one person. And what I mean by that is you can swing between days where you're extremely confident and you feel like I know everything that's going on here and I've got a handle on all of this to other days where everyone has those days of imposter syndrome where they're like, oh my God, how am I going to figure this out? And I don't know what's going on here and I need, I need help on this. And I think it's really, really important that everybody have a non-biased person that they can talk to that's going to give them a gut check and say, okay, you know, you're thinking through this with a clouded view because I know you well enough to know that actually you're approaching it from an internal bias direction versus more of a um, even-handed approach. And so I do actually have a coach that, that I'll talk to um, directly to make sure that I'm gut-checking my decisions. And frankly, I'm also not second-guessing too many decisions based on when that imposter head <laughs> rises <laughs> up as it often does. 
Um, so that's that's probably one. I would actually say another one is we do have a very supportive team here. And so there's a lot of freedom and ability to talk to my colleagues on the executive team about like, look, this is a really, really tough decision. And we've created an environment here where um, you can do that freely without necessarily feeling like it's going to come back to bite you or anything like that. And that I think is really important because then we can all think through some of these challenges together and everyone knows where everyone's coming from. So this is the big question. What is your superpower? So my superpower is actually I don't get jet lag. So I love global businesses and I can never imagine myself working in a company that didn't have multiple countries as part of its target. And I think it makes any business better to be constantly not only thinking about your customer challenges, but thinking about challenges across markets and dynamics and cultures. And there is nothing that I love more than really making sure that something feels resonant with more than just Americans. Everyone has their home country and that's great. But I truly think that a big part of my growth in the world and, you know, for me personally, has come from travel, experiencing other cultures and working in other cultures. So I think that genetically I was made to work in a global (laughs) business because I, you know, I don't, I'm able to come into a country and very quickly just sort of say, okay, I'm ready to go because I'm so excited by being able to meet and engage with, with whatever culture I'm going into that I just don't get jet lag. So that's my superpower. And, and trust me, it's a useful one. Wow. And, and is there a secret to the jet lag? Are you someone that, you know, doesn't drink alcohol on a flight, doesn't eat the food? It's, you're following that strict routine? You know, I am, although I didn't even know it was a thing at first. Um, I don't drink alcohol on flights ever. Um, I drink lots of water on flights because I do think that's one of the number one things for, for not feeling up to snuff. Um, plus, I just believe strongly in, in only drinking good alcohol, so <laughs> 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 might as well wait. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I try and I try to you know, fly at certain times and I try to stay awake on certain flights and sleep on other flights. But for the most part, it is really like don't lay down for a nap, don't stop moving, and make sure you're surrounded by things that are interesting to you and keeping you awake so you're, you're ready to go and then you start to adjust really quickly. Fantastic. I follow a lot of the traditional aspects that you've heard about, you know, things like don't drink on flights, don't eat the food, and then kind of expand from there. Wow. Well, I mean, I've tried that, but I, I still cannot deal with the Australian, the UK, Australia flights just destroy me. But, um, you know, I'm good on the American ones, luckily. <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. So what does success look like for you? I mean, you've had a very successful career so far. You've, you're someone who doesn't get jet lag. So, you know, you've, you've lived a very global lifestyle as well. What does success mean to you? Well, success to me is, it goes back to a little bit about what I was talking about before. I do, I believe very, very strongly that you can be successful in business and not lose sight of your values and what you're trying to achieve both personally and as an organization. So success to me is really about, in this specific instance, growing Etsy to make sure that it can be a successful ongoing business um, as it already has been, while still also making our sellers successful and making sure that we're, we're having a positive impact on the world. So that, to me, is success on that front. I think on a personal front, um, community, connection, family, human connection is really, really important to me. 
And even though I work in technology and I, you know, I have every device known to man just like everyone else does, nothing beats the personal connection that you have with another human being. So for me, it's about staying successful in business while also making sure that I'm known for treating friends, colleagues, family with respect and treating them well. So that, that human connection is really, really critical to me. Well, Linda, it's been fantastic to chat with you and really understand kind of, I guess, the thoughtful organization you are helping Etsy build. And also, I'm, I'm blown away that you don't get jet lag and a little bit jealous, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but thank you so much for your time today. I look forward to continuing to hear about your successes and uh, hope we can catch up in New York in person very soon. Sounds great. Thank you very much. It was wonderful to talk to you. You've been listening to the Workin' With podcast series. You can find us on iTunes and at workinwith.com. That's W-E-R-K-I-N with.com. dot